tell you who's on point for you. Good morning, St. Mark. It is a pleasure to be with you all this Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm always honored to be able to spend another moment praising my God. So we're going into praise and worship. And what that means is whatever's going on around you, I just want you to just leave it alone. And I want you to be willing to praise the Lord with me as we uplift the name of Jesus. Because of who you are, Lord, I'm going to lift your voice and sing. I'll praise you, Lord, because of who you are. Come on, sing. Worship you because of who you are. 
because of who you are. Yes, if he's ever done anything for you, you ought to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and be willing, ready, willing, and able to tell somebody about what God has done in your life. Be ready to worship him, y'all. Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Jehovah Nisi. Good morning, everyone. Um, today, I will be saying the prayer. So everyone, please bow your heads and close your eyes. This morning, dear God, we want to thank you for allowing everyone, uh, for everyone to be here today. We don't know what everyone is going through at home, but we want to say thank you for allowing them to, to join in today, to be a part of today's service. This has been a difficult year for many. Many have lost family members, they have lost loved ones, but I want you to remind them, God, that they always have a friend in you, that they always have support in you. The holiday season is approaching us, dear Lord, and this might be a year that many members of the church, many followers of you do not, will lose a family member. They will not have their whole family to with them this holiday season. It will be a difficult time, but dear Lord, I want you to protect them. I want you to guide them. I want you to guide them through this difficult time. Many people have had their hours reduced from work, dear Lord. I want you to guide them and, and help let them know that they will be okay. Uh, dear Lord. Let's see. Uh, thank you so much for all that you have done for us. 
You have put food on our table. You have put clothes on our backs. You have given us people to come to, have given us people to rely on. And we want to say thank you, dear Lord. Like I said, this will be a difficult time for many people. But with your guidance and with your grace, we will get through these trying times. With your understanding, dear Lord, we will get through these difficult times. In your name we pray. Amen. Welcome, St. Mark, to our virtual service of our of our church. I'd like to thank you for taking the time and uh, coming on to here. Unfortunately, some people couldn't make the time since Thanksgiving was three days or two days ago, um, and they were spending time with family and such, and were just just want to spend time in this COVID day or era of our lives, but. Like I said last, yeah, last service that God's testing us, and it's just a shame that we're in this trying time of year. But we hope you enjoy our service, and thank you, and welcome to our church. Good morning, church. Isaiah chapter 64, verses 8 through 9. Yet you, Lord, are now our father. We are clay, you are the potter. We are all the work and your hands. Do not be angry beyond measures. Lord, do not remember our sins forever. O Lord, on us we pray, for we are all your people. It is easy to forget that Advent, the 40 days leading up to Christmas, is a season of lament and penance. Nevertheless, Christmas cheer seems to have come early this year. In my household, for example, the oh, Christmas sorry. tree is already set up. Shopping centers on the Magnificent Mile have already put up their decor. Perhaps 2020, with all its twists and turns, a global pandemic, civil unrest in the face of more police brutality and rep repentance, election cycle has caused many to crave some semblance of joy. It makes perfect sense to skip the moaning and groaning. It makes sense to push past the desperation and devastation and think about things that make us glad. Still, Advent is a season of lament. It is fascinating to me that before any moment of celebration, there is a season of lament and penance. Advent precedes Christmas, and Lent precedes Easter. Perhaps the church mothers and fathers of old understood that before there is a morning of hope and joy, there is often a night of doubt and weeping. In our lessons from the Hebrew scriptures. Thank you. Today we light the candles of hope.
Good morning, church. I will be reading Matthew 21, verses 18 to 22. In the morning, when he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the side of the road, he went to it and found nothing at all on it, but leaves. Then he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed, saying, How did the fig tree weather at once? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. The word of God for the people of God in the presence of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. I uh, I welcome you to this worship service. My name is Paul Martin. I'm the pastor of this historic church. And I just would like to say thank you for all those who have tuned in. We're believing there's going to be a mighty move of God on this Sunday morning. Uh, it's prayer time, church. It's prayer time. The time that we go to God in prayer. And I, I don't know what you went through this week. Some of us have had uh, an up and down week. Uh, this Thanksgiving, this past Thanksgiving week, not having all our family members around the table, not having the loved ones we care to what, what, about physically with us. And it has caused some of us to be, be anxious and to be a little depressed. And so we, we come to God asking for God to touch us and lift us up, up out of our incontinence. Our continents, but that God will show His face upon us and, and, and show mercy to us. We, we come to you, Father God, right now, asking for prayers to be answered. We're asking for petitions to go before the Lord. And so right now on the screen are, are certain names of individuals that have asked that they be uh, lifted up during this time of prayer. Specifically, I want to I want to lift up a certain certain group of individuals, certain names that I would ask that you would keep on your tongue and on your mind as we go to God in prayer. Anika Graham Penke, uh, as she uh, pursues excellence and excellence in education, I'd ask that the Lord will give her wisdom to pass whatever test that she's about to be confronted with. Barbara Butler, praying for her healing. I pray for the Mitchell family, specifically Jermaine Mitchell a prayer of comfort during the passing of his wife. Uh, I pray for uh, Linda Mitchell, prayer of healing. And all the names that are on your prayer list, specifically uh, Sister Mishu, I'd ask that you would pray for uh, Lonnie Jones. I'd ask that you would pray for Dave Magruder. Pray for all these individuals but, and, and, and lift them up for we believe in intercessory prayer that we can stand in the gap for our brothers and our sisters during this time and that God hears us and pray for us. But I'm not so naive to, uh, to believe that all of us that are praying um, uh, don't have something to pray for for themselves. Someone may have gotten some bad news this week. Someone may be dealing with financial hardship. Someone may be dealing with relationship issues. But the word says if we cast our concerns on the Lord, he will remove our burden. It doesn't mean that burdens will not come. It means that if we cast our concerns on the Lord, he will address them. So will you 
all go with me to the throne of grace. And if you could touch your computer, your iPhone, whatever mechanism you are, 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 are dealing with or using to uh, receive this message, touch it as a sign of unity that we are in agreement that God hears us and God answers our prayers. Let us go to the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, dear God, oh merciful one, you, you have been better to us than we've ever been to ourselves and for that we say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for giving us another Sunday morning. Thank you, Father God, for touching us right where we are. Thank you, Father God, for being a God that sits high and looks low. Thank you, Father God, for addressing our needs. And thank you, Father God, for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Father God, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, who's redeemed us from the fires of hell and given us the assurance of eternal life. Thank you, Father God, for the presence of your Holy Spirit that is touching this service right now. Father God, right now, we'd ask that you go into the hospital rooms and you go into the nursing homes and you go into the prison cells and lift up those who need to hear a word from you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we're praying for the healing of somebody today. We're casting out cancer right now. We're casting out high blood pressure right now. We're casting out addiction right now. We're casting out, Father God, arthritis right now. We're casting out dementia right now. Father God, hear our prayer. We lay our burdens before you right now. Do, Father God, what you said you would do. For we believe that you are a way maker, and you are a healer, and you are a provider. So have your way, Father God, with your church, with your children, with your people of God right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you, Father God, asking you to break generational curses. And we're coming to you, Father God, to restore families. We're coming to you, Father God, to give us financial freedom. Hear our prayer one more time right now, God. Father God, in your word, you said you're going to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Father God, we're praying for the members of this church, this church called St. Mark. Father God, that you will touch each and every member, that you will touch each person under the, under the sound of my voice. You will touch those on Facebook Live. You will touch those that are on Zoom. You will touch those that are on the prayer line. Father God, that you will allow them, Father God, to get closer to you. At some point in time during this message, Father God, somebody's faith will be lifted. Somebody's heart will be touched. Somebody will give them a reason to smile and some reason to laugh, Father God, because they're closer to you. Have your way, Father God, right now in the presence of Jesus Christ. We ask all these things in your name, and in your name we believe it. We believe it with faith, Father God. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. And we will give you all the honor. We will give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says amen. Amen. And amen. Again, this is this is YPD Sunday, the time that we acknowledge our youth. We acknowledge our youth. And if it was we were in the house of God, if you all were in here with me this Sunday morning, guess what would happen? We would, we would, we would uh, we would have the youth serving on the usher team, and, and, and they would the young youth usher board, they would be passing the plates because this is the time called giving time. And, and, and during this time of giving, we have hope 
that God is going to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And, and if you are fortunate enough to get up this morning, if you are fortunate enough to hear this message, if you are fortunate enough to make it through this past holiday season, you have a reason to give God glory and to worship him. And one of the ways we worship God is by our tithes and our offerings. Our tithes and our offerings. We believe in tithing at, at, at St. Mark. We believe at St. Mark that we would give God 10% of our gross income. And, 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 and God says, try me, test me in this and, and see that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing upon our life. We will not have room enough to receive it. And can I give you my own tithing testimony? I mean, during my own life and during my own situation when, when I was broke, busted, and disgusted, I, I found my way, making my, my way back to the church. And, and I made sure that I gave God 10% of everything that I earned. And, and, and the great thing about, about the glory of God and, and the direction of God is time and its proportion. And, 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 and at that time, I, I didn't have nothing, but the little that I had, I, I gave God a dime out of a dollar. And, and, and when I trusted him and, and, I, and, I, and I worshiped him and, and I did it in my tithes and I did it in my prayer and I saw what God did in my own life. And if God can do it for me, God can do it for you. And so I'd ask that you would try tithing. We at St. Mark believe in tithing. We, we believe that when we tithe, God will open up the window of heaven. And, and just a blessing from God would be more than you ever, ever could ever hope for. And so as we virtually pass, pass the plates right now, I would ask that you would give. Uh, you can give uh, via uh, electronically. We have a cash app account. You can give via cash app. If you want to go through Givelify, we have a Givelify account. If you just rather make a donation straight from our <clears throat> website, the donation button is clear. Just go to stmarkame.org. There are so many things that we are doing for the uh, betterment of the kingdom of God. And so every, every Friday, we are feeding the hungry and, and those who are needy. We are trying to clothe those who are needy, those giving them coats and, and giving them clothing. And, and then we have a toy drive at the church. All these things are done so that uh, 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 for the betterment of the kingdom of God. And so I'm asking if you, you have been blessed over this past week, that you will give back to God a little bit that God has given to you. <laughs> worship, worship, worship. Part of worship is giving. So right now, right now as we're passing the plate, give back to God and watch what God will do for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those that have given during this giving time. We thank you, Father God, for those who have trusted in you and decided, I'm going to try this new thing. I'm going to try this tithing thing, and I'm going to see what God's going to do. I thank you for their courage, and I thank you for their strength. I thank you for those, Father God, who, who, who gave, who gave a, 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 an offering who, who, who are working their way to become tithers. Father God, touch them right where they are and, and lead them in the direction that you want them to lead. Now, Father God, we, we thank you for these offerings. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you're doing. Now, allow these gifts to be used for the building of your kingdom. 
Multiply it as you done as you did the two fish and the five barley loaves. And Heavenly Father, we will make sure to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. It is the first week of Advent. It is the first week of Advent. We have hope. We have hope. We have hope. And I, I'm just so thankful that God has blessed us and kept us during this time. So I have hope that Sister Valerie and Brother Sam are going to sing a song that's going to get up off our feet and get us happy and, and, and get us in the place where God has us. You do, you do what you do. Yeah. I'll, I'll come back and do what I do. God bless you. Come on. Amen. Amen. Once again, we are honored to be here with you, St. Mark, on this Sunday. God is so good. And in spite of the different Thanksgiving we have, we still need to be able to praise God in the midst of our storms. And we put together this little medley for you. And if y'all know it, y'all catch right on. And let's have some church this morning. Let's just look at this glass half empty instead of it being half full. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. That's my mantra for today, and I'm taking it with me. So we're going to get this song going. Say, I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, hit the button. I'm ready. Let's have some church, y'all. So come on, y'all. Put your hands together and catch right on.
Scripture, Matthew 21, verses 18 through 22. I just need to read it again for emphasis as we travel through this, this scripture this morning. Matthew 21, verses 18 through 22. In the morning, when he returned to the city, he was hungry. He, meaning Jesus. And, when, and seeing a fig tree by the side of the road, he, meaning Jesus, went to it and found nothing at all on it but leaves. Then he said, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. And when the disciples saw it, they were amazed, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. Whatever you ask for in prayer, with faith you will receive. And for the next few minutes, I want to preach on the subject, subject matter behind a curse. God has a blessing. Behind a curse, God has a blessing. That's, that's a reason for hope right there. This first week of Advent behind a curse, God 
has a blessing. Will you pray with me and for me? I'm sure everything will be all right. Father God, we thank you for preaching moments. We thank you, Father God, for this silly thing called preaching, for it is through preaching that your gospel is delivered. Father God, I ask that you would touch and open the hearts of those under the sound of my voice, that you will give someone the strength to come to you, that you will give someone the courage to join in this ministry called St. Mark. Have your way, Father God. Hide this broken vessel behind the cross under the drippings of your blood. And whatever the harvest may be, we will give you all the honor and all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Behind a curse, God has a blessing. I, I, I believe in the blessings from God. There are many scriptures which affirm this fact that God is still in the blessing business. In the, in the book of Malachi, it says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse and see that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophet says, uh, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Je Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Uh, Jesus told Thomas, blessed are you who has seen me and believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. And just as we can be blessed, there is equal amount of evidence that we can also be cursed. And whether we are blessed or whether we are cursed is conditioned on how we live. You know, beloved, the church today does not like to talk about curses. We avoid it like a dirty secret. We don't discuss it like not mentioning it will not allow us to fall victim to it. We, we brush curses under our spiritual rug, believing if we don't see it, it does not exist. But just as we avoid, just because we avoid it, does not mean that it does not happen. But I have some good news for somebody this morning. And it's, and it's the thesis of this message. And the good news, the, the, the message of hope on this first Sunday in Advent is that uh, behind every curse, God has a blessing. And my scriptural support for this, for this message is Matthew, the 21st chapter. See, see, in Matthew 21, the Bible says Jesus was hungry. And he saw a fig tree on the road. And because the fig tree was close by and Jesus was hungry, he looked at it expecting to find some fruit. Jesus, Jesus was hungry. Too often we, we think of Jesus only in the supernatural. Jesus only being on the throne. 
Jesus, our deliverer, in the context of his resurrection. We rarely discuss Jesus, the man. The Jesus who got angry. The Jesus who was annoyed. The Jesus who laughed. And the Jesus who cried. The Jesus who, who, who was tired. And the Jesus who was sleepy. And, and the Jesus who got hungry. And, and because Jesus was all human, that same Jesus can relate to us and understand us no matter what we are going through. Oh, your, your family called you crazy. Jesus went through it. Uh, you don't know where your next meal is going to come through. Jesus went through it. You've been limited in your opportunities because of where you came from. Jesus went through it. You were talked about because of your ethnicity. Jesus went through it. I mean, whatever our complaint, whatever our struggle, our Savior can relate and our Savior understands. That's why our Jesus knows exactly when to show up and when to show out. I, I, I used to hear uh, the old saints, they used to say, uh, he may not come when we want him to, but he always is right on time. So, 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 the, so Jesus, who was hungry, went to the fig tree expecting to find some fruit. But when Jesus got up close and personal, when, when Jesus inspected the tree, when, when Jesus uh, looked around to find some fruit, he got a little upset because there was no fruit to be found. And that, and that had me thinking. If our, if our Jesus was to take a good look at us, if our Jesus was to get up close and personal with us, if our, if our Jesus was to inspect the days of our lives, would he see any fruit? And, and I came here to tell somebody a failure to produce fruit can initiate a curse. And nobody wants a curse from our God. Do you know our, 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 follow, our followers of Christ, we, we all should be bearing fruit. And, that, and that's the first point of this message. We all are called upon to bear some fruit. And, and, and don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Your, your fruit is not your position. Your, your fruit is not your status in the church. Your fruit is not your entitlement. No, your fruit is a product of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love and, and, and joy and, and peace and, and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And, and my question for somebody today is, are, are, are we producing fruit? See, see, see the fruit of the Spirit comes as a direct result of our walk with Jesus. And the fruit should be seen 
by the believer and the non-believer about how we carry ourselves and how we behave and how we speak and, and how we conduct ourselves, that shows us the fruit. Are you being loving and are you being kind and do you have some joy and do you have some peace and are you patient through tribulation and are you showing the goodness of God and are you faithful or do you, do you have some gentleness? Do you have some self-control? Are you producing some fruit? Are you producing peace? Or are you dishing out pain? Are you, are, are, you, are you looking to love? Or are you dealing in lust? Are, 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 you, are you trying to do good? Or are you dishing out grief? Are, 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 you, are you working to be faithful? Or are you dealing in foolishness? I mean, look in the mirror. Ask yourself, what am I producing? Can, can I peel this onion back a little further? The word says when Jesus uh, got up to the tree and saw that there was no fruit, he became annoyed. And I got to tell you, this had me scratching my afro because if, if, if we understood this particular pericope of scripture, uh, we would understand that it made no sense for Jesus to even look for fruit on the tree at that time for it was out of season. Why did Jesus become annoyed at a tree that had no fruit when it was out of season? I had to wrestle with this. What, what, how would he expect something that was not natural? How could he expect something that was too difficult? How could he expect a, a, a tree to produce fruit when it's out of season? And, and, and I did a little research, and most theologians believe that this illustration, this, 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 this story is more about the modern-day church and less about the tree. See, 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 the tree illustrates the church. The tree is a symbol of the church. And Jesus becomes annoyed with the church when the church does not produce fruit, be it in season or out of season. Oh, what am I talking about? Well, the doors are locked, but the church is still expected to produce some fruit. And, and although the building is closed, the church is expected to produce some fruit. And although we are quarantined, the church is still expected to produce some fruit. And here is the issue that I find. Some believe the work of the church ceases at the front door. You got it all twisted. Something's wrong with your thinking. The church as Jesus envisioned it is not the physical building. The church as Jesus Christ wants it should be in our heart. When we equate the church with the physical building, we got it all wrong. We, the people who call ourselves Christians, should be bearing fruit in season and out of season because of the Jesus that lives within us. Preach, Christy. Uh, I mean, we should be feeding the hungry in season and out of season. We should be clothing the needy 
in season and out of season. We should be bringing others to Christ in season and out of season. We should be telling someone about the goodness of God in season and out of season. I mean, if Jesus is your God and the Holy Spirit is abiding in us, then we should be producing some fruit. And it was his failure to produce fruit that annoyed Jesus. And if it annoyed Jesus then, can I tell you, it annoys Jesus now. So, so, so when Jesus saw the tree had no fruit, Jesus cursed the tree, saying, no fruit come from you again. And, and, and the Bible says the fig tree withered. I, I like that because Jesus spoke and it happened. And here's the second point of this message right here. So check this out. There is power in the spoken word. There is power in the spoken word. Leave, leave, leave that up there for a second. I want somebody to, to, to take this in. There is power in the spoken word. There is power in the tongue. Change your words and fulfill your destiny. There is power in the spoken word. I caution this church. I caution those under the sound of my voice. I, 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 maybe I'm just talking to myself, but we have to be careful about what we say. For what we let loose in the physical has a way of manifesting itself in the spiritual. We must watch what we say and be careful of who we say it to, because both can be equally destructive. Oh, there's a reason the Bible says concentrate on these things, things that are good and things that deserve praise and things that are true and things that are noble and things that are right and things that are lovely and things that are honorable. We should speak these things, things which are positive. Speak positivity into our life. Speak goodness into our life. Speak mercy into our life. Speak power into our life. Speak authority into our life. Speak joy into our life. Speak miracle into our life. When we speak it and speak it in faith, it will manifest itself in the physical. Oh, yeah, 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 look around. Oh, you can just look around. Oh, you see it. Those who always talking negative seem always to be in some negative mess. And those who are always stirring up the pot with drama always to be in some drama to themselves. And those who speak pain and those who speak destruction always seem to find themselves complaining and, and talking about my back hurt, my, my head hurt. Oh, I, I got to go to the doctor this week. Stay away from me with that negative talk. We don't want it. We gonna speak life into this church. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you do know we are new creatures in Christ. We are real, we are royalty. We, we, we are children of the most high God. We got it going on. And so we need to start speaking it and living it like we have it. I see, I, I know I look good. I, 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 I expect good. I'm gonna speak it in. I'm going to get this promotion. I'm going to preach it. 
I know I can be healed because God said it. And if God said it, it got to come to pass. I know the church is going to start the, a new thing. Do you not perceive it? You got to believe it. You got to speak life into your body. Yes, 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 yes. Speak it. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. There is power in the spoken tongue. So, 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 so Jesus spoke it and it came to pass. And, and, and the disciples, they saw it and they were amazed by it. I, I love my Jesus. Jesus. Jesus always knew that all eyes were on him. Whether it was in the temple or whether he was having dinner with a bunch of sinners or he was with a bunch of lepers, he always knew that all eyes were on him. They watched what he did and they listened to everything he said. Because of who Jesus was or who Jesus is and who his father is, Jesus knew that those around him watched him to see how he would respond. You, you do know the same is true with us. Oh, oh, all eyes are on you when you walk into the church. What, what is he doing in here? What, what is she doing in here? Uh, where, I know where they were last night. Well, the only reason why you know where they were last night because you were in the same place too. Huh. People are always watching us to see how we respond. Will we respond like Christ or will we respond like the world? Yeah. All eyes are on us. All eyes are on us in our jobs if we claim to be Christians. And all eyes are on us are, and our friends because we claim to be Christian. All eyes are on us uh, outside the church because we claim to walk with God. Our children are watching us. Our coworkers are watching us. Our spouses are watching us. All waiting to see if we are going to respond like Christ. And, I, and I've come to learn that most people don't care who's watching them. Don't care what their children see. Don't care what their spouses learn. Don't care what their coworkers say. Don't care what their neighbors think. And I hear you, but can I ask you, I hope you care about the fact that our God is always watching us. We must live every day knowing that our God is watching us. I mean, if you were here in church right now, I would say to you, turn, and, turn to your neighbor and tell somebody, don't you know all eyes are on you? Then I would say, no, not that person. Turn to the next person. Turn to the other person on the other side because this person really don't like you. Turn to that person and, and tell them, don't you know our God is watching us? Yes, yes, yes. And so, so, so when the disciples saw that Jesus did uh, wither the tree, they asked, how did this happen? Here it is. Here it is. This is a place I've been leading to since I started the message. This is the road I've been working to get to. This is the place where, the, where, 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 where I want to uh, solidify this message. This, 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 this is a spot 
where, where the rubber hits the road. This is where you, you, you get to understand what I'm talking about. Here it is, here it is right now. At this point, Jesus gave them a blessing after the curse. Woo. That right, right, right here, right, 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 right here when they when they asked him, how did you do this? Jesus delivered a blessing for you and a blessing for me after the curse. What are you talking about, preacher? Here it is. Jesus told them, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you do what I have done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. Whatever you ask for in prayer, it shall be done. If you pray with faith, you will receive. From that curse of the tree, God gave a blessing to all mankind. From the curse of the tree, God gave power to me and to you. From the curse of the tree came the blessings of prayer. Uh, I thank you, God, that after a curse came a blessing. Oh, the, the, what, what's the blessing? Whatever we ask for in prayer. With faith, if we do not doubt, we will receive. And, and right now, I'm talking to every person under the sound of my voice right now. I'm asking every one of you to stand up and be in agreement with me. Right now, I ask that you would pray with me and for me that God will do as exactly as God said he would do. Right now, I'm asking that this church will be restored to bring others to Christ. I'm talking about a blessing. And right now, I'm asking you to break generational curses, uh, and that's going to be a blessing. And right now, I'm asking for somebody's body to be healed. That is going to be a blessing. Somebody just got blessed right now. And can I tell you, it happened after the curse. Somebody needs a job. Well, some, somebody is praying for that raise. Somebody is praying for a loved one. Someone is calling out cancer. and Someone is declaring control over addiction. And, and, and I, I know we got to believe it and believe it with faith. And when we ask in the power of Jesus of Christ, it shall be done. Oh, yeah, the curse may have been losing a job. The curse may have been the addiction. The curse may have been the, the, the loved one that was that, that left you. The curse may have been the cancer. But can I tell you, my brothers and sisters, that it may be the curse. But after the curse comes a blessing. And I, and I know you're dealing with the, uh, the, the curse of addiction. Well, here comes the blessing of freedom. And I, I know you're dealing with the curse of heartache. Here comes the blessing of restoration. And I know you're dealing with the curse of church hurt. Well, here comes a curse from a church love. I know you're dealing with financial struggles, a curse. But here is a blessing God will provide. I know you are tired of living day after day after day after day feeling like you're cursed. But can I tell you that those who wait on the Lord, woo, 
wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will, they, they, they will walk and not faint. God is going to do a new thing. I know the old thing has passed away. That may have been a curse, but God is going to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Oh, and, 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 and that new thing is right behind the curse. A curse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A curse. A curse. A curse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some may see, say uh, that uh, being hung on the cross was a curse. So, so some may see, say, being nailed to a tree was a curse. Some may say, having your mama watch you as you take your last breath is a curse. Some may say, being placed in a borrowed tomb is a curse. But do you know what happened after the curse? Early on a Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power and authority in his hand. After the curse on Good Friday, right behind it came a blessing of a resurrection Sunday. And I came here to tell somebody, I don't know what you're going through, but we serve a God that behind the curse you will receive a blessing. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. You gotta speak it into your life. Devil, you have no place here. Get out. But God has a blessing. Put the curse behind you. Put the curse behind you. God has a blessing. Have you been searching? Have you been searching for a way out? A way out of depression. A way out of sadness. A way out of pain. There's nobody greater than Jesus. He is a blessing for you. Won't you come? Won't you come? The doors of the church are now open. I, I, don't, I don't know who I'm talking to. I, I don't know who this message is for. I just came to tell you, your curse has an end time, has a termination time. That, 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 that chapter's about to be closed. And when you turn the page, there's a blessing for you. So I invite you now, do you want this power? Do you want this power? And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, gold and silver, I have none. But I, I invite you to know Jesus. Or maybe, 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 maybe you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, but something touched you during this message. Something spoke to you during this message. And you think, I need to belong. I, I need to be with this group of people. We don't claim to be a perfect church, but we serve a perfect God. I would love to be your pastor. I invite you now.
So just put your name in the comment section. Just say I want to. I want to travel with you on this road. I want to travel with you on this road. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those that heard this message. I, I thank you for those who found it receptive to their heart and their soul. I thank you, Father God, for those who decided to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do at this church, what you're doing for the people. I thank you, Father God, for life. I thank you, Father God, for hope that behind the curse, somebody today is walking to a blessing. I believe it. I declare it. I speak life into it. Because there's nobody greater than you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now our service is about to be over. I, 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 again, I, I have to ask you, if you have been touched by this message, if you've been touched by the music and touched by the singing and touched by the young people who came forward and, 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 and uh, gave of their own time for the glory of the kingdom of God. We need your help here. I'm not too proud to be. So if you've been touched by this message and this ministry, I'd ask that you would go to our website and find a way to give. And you can also donate to our young people department. We believe that young people are our future. We know that they see us. And when they see that we give, they will learn how to give God their very best. So I, I invite you now again, if you can find it in your heart to give to this ministry, we can use your assistance. Now, until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We love you. We're thankful for you. And we're blessed. Set behind that curtain. God has a blessing. Just for you.